Auto Plaza Direct King's Court starts now. Northeast, south, and west. We welcome you in. This is the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court on kevinslaytonshow.com, where we bring you the unvarnished truth backed by facts and evidence every Monday through Friday from 7 to 9 Central Time. In the Midwest today, it's going to be awfully unseasonably warm. In St. Louis, hitting in the 60s. Yikes, it's golf weather, except it's so wet out. But otherwise, it would be golf weather. But I'll guarantee you that won't stop the golfers. They'll be out there in their fins, and they'll be swashing through the mud, and they'll be hitting behind the ball, and the mud will flop up in their face, and they'll say, what a day. (laughs) It's a different mentality playing golf, trust me. I hope that everyone gets to enjoy the nice weather. Who knows how long it will last. But nonetheless, it's here, and so we're happy for that. That story in Kansas City where... Three people who went to a watch party for a Chiefs playoff game at a friend's house were found dead, frozen to death in the backyard, and they'd been back there for two days. The guy who hosted the party has checked himself into rehab. He was also seen in handcuffs, though authorities say he's not been arrested or charged. That is the most bizarre story I think I've heard in a long time. Don't know if they'll ever be able to get to the bottom of it. Three people dead, nobody knows why. One guy drunk, I guess, for days on end, living in the house, not knowing three dead people are in his backyard. (laughs) Who doesn't know three dead people are in your backyard? Stranger than fiction, the truth is. Always seems to be. And, of course, there's a lot of ground to cover today. The investigation into Cori Bush continues while she holds robo-phone calls for what she hopes her supporters whining and crying about her domestic abuse life. And and then yesterday, the Congress votes on a bill that would ban any of the Hamas people, that terrorist group, who of course attacked Israel on October 7th, from ever entering the United States. Now, the House voted nearly unanimously to ban them. Only two people voted to allow them in. One was Cori Bush and the other, Rashida Tlaib, for her mother figure. Two of the worst human beings on the face of God's earth, and they're congresswomen. 
We look in the streets of this country and we see violence erupting everywhere. Then we look at Congress and we see nothing but corruption, worthless people, rotten people, and you wonder why we are the country we are. It's not a surprise. When you put rotten people in charge, this is what you get. And it'll be hard to get her out of there. She's an incumbent. The only way they'll be able to get her out of there is if this investigation charges her. That might do some damage. Liberals' heads are exploding everywhere because recent polls, and again yesterday another one, showed Trump way ahead in every swing state. So when they see numbers like that, they start praying for convictions. And then they see what's going on in Georgia, and they think, oh, my God, we're not going to get one there. What are we going to do? What will we do? Well, they'll just sit back and watch their heads explode. Here were the latest numbers. In Wisconsin, Trump, five-point lead. Pennsylvania, three-point lead. Nevada, eight-point lead. Georgia, eight-point lead. North Carolina, ten-point lead. Michigan, five-point lead. Arizona, three-point lead. (laughs) That all translates into a big ouchie for the liberals. Their heads are literally exploding. Those are pretty big, sizable leads. The three-point lead in Arizona is the one that surprised me the most. Arizona used to be a reliably red state. Now, we know how much corruption goes on out there. It's one of the most corrupt election states in the country. You think Georgia's bad? Take a look at Arizona. (laughs) I mean, it's unbelievable. They've stolen more elections out there in the last few years than you'd care to know. We think they stole the presidential election in Georgia. We know they did. We know they stole it in Arizona. But they also stole the governor's chair. They stole a Senate seat, perhaps two Senate seats. I mean, they're in the business of thievery out in Arizona. So all of a sudden, Trump has just a three-point lead, almost within the margin of error. Maybe it is, depending on the poll. But he has huge leads in all these states, And it's driving these liberals insane. They don't know what to make of it. They haven't had their Monster Energy drink yet. And they need to, you know, Monster Energy drink is for liberals too. You can get a supercharge to your day. You can get that extra push that you need, that punch of energy. You're going into a meeting to talk about who you should vote for. You want to focus, don't you? Focus on Donald Trump. Then get your Monster Energy drink. It isn't just a drink. It's a lifestyle in a can. And any time, as I tell you, that Monster Energy Drink gets involved in a sporting event or bring your favorite band to your hometown, you can count on it being a celebration not only of life but of that event. They turn the coolest events they can think of into a reality. Parties all around the events for the fans, for their athletes that they support and sponsor. They are all about being your best and being at the top of your game with the most badass energy drink on the planet. Unleash the beast in you with Monster Energy Drink like I do, my little zero ultra can every day means zero sugar, 10 calories, 6 carbs. That's it. Have whatever flavor you, that suits you, though. Don't just do what I do. But Monster Energy Drink will give your day a jump start. And it will help people like Micah Brzezinski, who's literally praying for a Trump conviction because they know that's the only thing that could possibly derail him now. They've tried everything else. The cleanest man on the history of the planet is Donald Trump. Try, 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 and try again, and they still can't come up with anything. 
So now they start making bogus charges. They just start making them up. And they hope that that can work. And then their hand-picked corrupt prosecutor who hand-picked another corrupt special prosecutor in Georgia, we find out they're boinking each other on federal funds or taxpayer funds, using those funds to go on exotic vacations. The special prosecutor has zero experience at trying felony cases or in trying a case as big as the Trump case will be. And now there's word that that case will go away. And that just drives the liberals crazy. Come on, Micah. I know you're praying for a Trump conviction. Admit it. New polling this morning that reveals Donald Trump is leading President Biden in every closely watched swing state. But the former president has one major Achilles heel. He loses the majority of voters in those key states if he is found guilty of the multitude of charges against him. (laughs) The only thing that's going to save us is if he's found guilty of charges. Please, Lord. We won't be saved otherwise. How about her emphasis on every state? She knows it's an ass-whipping, but she knows the only lifesaver, the only life preserver that they can throw Biden's way is Trump's conviction. And so Biden, of course, corrupts the Justice Department beyond belief. I don't care what we all think of Obama. We know he's a racist, bigot, clown, I don't care what you think of George W. Bush. We know he's an imbecile, and he was just as full of lies and BS as Obama. But nobody has been a worse president than Biden in every possible way. Jimmy Carter, you are safe. You will never be considered the worst president ever. From corruption in his own family, including him, by the way, to election rigging to funding Iran as a traitor to the United States and funding terrorism that's attacking our troops to lying repeatedly to the American people to causing economic havoc on our country and our citizens to endangering everyone's life that walks on a street anymore in this country or drives their car Inflation, you name it, this guy has been a miserable failure. No one in the presidential history has been as bad as him. No one. And yet the dumbasses will keep voting for him. We live in a nation of mostly illiterate people. It's time that the smarter people understood that and stopped making excuses and saying, well, no, they're, you know, they're just a little slow. No, they're not slow. They're illiterate. Only an illiterate person would vote for Biden. You have to be illiterate. There is no other reasoning. Because you're you're, you're knowingly and willfully voting for someone who has caused your life to be turned upside down in every possible way. He has infected this country with more illegal criminals, violent criminals, than anyone, than any Ten presidents combined. Just look what happened in New York yesterday, or the day before, when two police officers were attacked by several illegal aliens that Biden had let in from Venezuela. There were eight of them kicking a police officer in the face while he's on the ground trying to subdue one of their thug friends. 
Another officer tries to get involved to help. He gets the crap beat out of him. What happens to these losers? Well, they're just let right out. They're all back on the street. You know how long they stayed in jail? Three hours. They're back out to cause more trouble. So the liberals are losing their minds that Trump is winning and that this entire tide would be turned around. And so if they can't stop him in the courts, which doesn't look reasonable at this point, then they'll start the fear-mongering again. Donald Trump will never leave office. He'll never let, he'll be in office till he dies. Savannah Guffey decided to pose that question to Liz Cheney. Do you believe if Donald Trump were elected next year that he would try to stay in office beyond a second term? That he would never leave office? There's no question. Do you think he would try to stay in power forever? Uh, Absolutely. (laughs) Isn't it amazing how desperate Democrats are when they really get their most desperate? They start turning to washed up, rejected Republicans to come over and do their bidding like Liz Cheney or Adam Kinzinger, two two losers if ever there were losers. These are the kind of people they recruit. Hey, you're a Republican. Say something bad about Trump. But how about Guthrie? Would she ask that same question of a Democrat about Joe Biden? If Joe Biden's reelected, will he ever leave office? She would never even ask that question. And, of course, there's no reason to ask it of Trump. Should she be asking that question of Pelosi? Or Raskin, both of which who objected to the election of 2016. But Guthrie won't ask that question because Guthrie is a tried and true liberal water carrier. That's all she is. It's all she's ever been. It's amazing, isn't it? So because of people like Savannah Guthrie, we sit back and watch what's going on in New York. And they hope and they pray that somehow Donald Trump is convicted. Georgia they still have hope for, but Attorney Phil Holloway wants to shoot that theory down. I think that it could go away if for no other reason on a conflict of interest grounds because it's going to be very difficult to find another prosecutor willing to step in, in my opinion. <laughs> if you were a prosecutor, would you step into that case? She's not going to be able to try it. Fannie Willis, her hubby boy or lover boy, he's not going to be able to try it. They're both out. Who wants that case? Somebody who wants to make a career name for themselves who's a Democrat, maybe? We'll wait and see how it goes. But Leo Terrell, the legal system, it's not being used to attack political opponents, is it? We don't use our legal system to go after politicians. And I, I'm telling you right now, the reason why you haven't heard Fannie Willis or Nathan Wade deny the charges, because there's paper trails mm. that indicate something is wrong. That paper trail, those trips, that's documented evidence. How are they going to rebut that? And that is why this case is going to implode. February 15th is a key day. February 15th is when she has to go in front of the court and explain herself. (laughs) That ought to be fun to watch. I hope there's cameras in there. I really do. Keep in mind when I talk about Biden being the worst president ever, that this is one of the few times in history where the standard of living has gone backwards with a new president. But that's what's happened. 
That's exactly what's happened. And so what we saw in New York the other day on the streets, again, right there in public on the streets of New York, eight illegal aliens that Joe Biden brought to this country that Mayor Mayor Eric Adams of New York and the Governor Kathy Hochul pleaded with to come to New York. They invited them, come to our state, our city. Come here and beat the crap out of our police officers. Be cowards, of course, because you act in packs like wolves. That's what cowards are, but that's what liberals are. They're cowards. By their very DNA, liberals are cowards. And once the New York police chief saw what happened, he's not thrilled that these people are back out on the street. Reprehensible. Cowards. You have eight people attacking a lieutenant and a cop. The four that were arrested should be sitting in Rikers right now, on bail, should be indicted this week and taken off our streets. You want to know why our cops are getting assaulted? There's no consequences. And we must change this. And I'll blame the two cops. They should have opened fire on these thugs and killed every one of them. Every one of them. That's the answer. Okay, it's, this is not a mystery. Now, would the cops have been charged with murder? Who knows in New York. And that's the worry that the cops have. You kick me in the head, I'll shoot you dead right on the spot. I won't hesitate. I won't care. And then I'll shoot every one of your seven gang thug members too. And until that happens, this will go on. So there is no ending. People can sit around and say, you know, it'll go back to normal. No, it won't. There's 7 million of these thugs in this country. At least. That's just who's come here in the last three years. These people weren't sent here to go to church or to be valuable contributors to society. They were sent here to cause trouble. They were sent here to commit crime. They were sent here to kill people. They were sent here, most of all, to put Biden back in office and his other Democratic thugs. But that's exactly why they're here. So until the cops open fire on these thugs, this is what you're going to have always, every day. And I, I wish and pray that it's liberals who get attacked. I want liberals to be attacked in the streets by these thugs because that would be the only fairness involved. And then when these liberal morons get a taste of their own medicine, maybe something will start to change. But I'm a firm believer that until the, you, you mow these people down, nothing's going to change because they're emboldened. They're in, they're in jail for three hours. You think worthless thugs care if they're in jail for three hours? Hell no, they don't care. Probably wear it as a badge of honor. But that's what they are. Send them home to to hell, which is where they belong anyway, and do it right there on the street for everybody to see. Just waste them. And then we'll see how tough they are the next time they want to attack a cop. Or anybody else for that matter. Women walking on the street and getting beaten by these thugs. And that's not just the illegals either. It's the the rest of them. The black gangs that are doing this all around the country. 
the white gangs that are doing it all around the country. Just shoot them. And when you do, it stops. When did it not become right, rightful in this country to defend your life with force? We've never seen anything like this before. That's why it's kind of like, well, what's going on? How do you, how do you solve it? Well, that's how you solve it. It's pretty easy. And the governor of New York, Hockewold, now is saying it might be just okay to deport these bastards. Why is it okay that they are left out on bail? I'm not satisfied with that at all. These are law enforcement officers who should never, under any sub- circumstances, be subjected to physical assault. Those individuals be deported? I think that's absolutely something that should be looked at. I mean, if someone commits a crime against a police officer in the state of New York, um, and they're not, you know, they've not processed, they're not here legally, definitely worth checking into. Checking into? Looking into? What's there to look into? They've already broken the law when they came here illegally. Now they're beating up cops and trying to kill them. (laughs) And you want to look into whether they should be here or not? You want to think about it? If you're a New York citizen and you hear those words from the governor that you elected, if you voted for her, don't you want to look in the mirror and smack the shit out of yourself? Because you should. Because you could be next. You could be the next victim sitting there on the street from these thugs that Kathy Hockule invited in. And you say, well, she didn't invite them in, Kevin. Come on, now be fair. Okay, well, let's go back to 2021 and find out if she actually invited them in. As you know, the Statue of Liberty is inscribed. It says, give me your tired, your poor, your huddled young masses yearning to be free, the wretched refuse to a teeming shore. And that statement encapsulizes our values. We want people to come here, despite where they came from or despite the circumstances that drove them to this country and to this this state. We say you are welcome here. (laughs) What a moron. We invite you here. You're welcome here. Now she says, let's look into deporting them. She's such a typical liberal. It's just incredible, isn't it? They're so afraid. They're such cowards. They wouldn't dare take a stand and say, send the sons of bitches back home. Wherever they came from, whatever hellhole they climbed out of, send them back home. Or kill them on the street when they attack you. Same thing at the border. They, they pull crap with the Border Patrol, shoot them on sight. These protesters who start burning property down, shoot them on sight. And when you do, it all goes away. Because cowards keep doing the same thing when you allow them to get away with it. I can't remember who it was yesterday that said, uh, there's a number that the Iranians have, how many soldiers they can kill before Biden will actually respond. They know they haven't reached that number yet, so they'll keep going. Until something happens. And the United States actually responds with force. But until then, the Iranians won't stop. And until you start mowing these thugs down who are trying to kill police officers and kill everyday citizens and beat them to death, the only way to stop it is to stop them. I mean, are you kidding me? This is common sense. I'm no genius.
when you grew up in a schoolyard fight, you knew that if you let the bully keep picking on people, the bully's not going to stop. Somebody had to kick his ass. And as on the street, the same as the schoolyard, once the bully's ass is kicked, it stops. In this case, you have to eliminate these thugs. They don't have any respect for life, so we don't respect theirs. Arresting them is doing no good for anybody. It's a waste of time. Back out in three hours. Three hours. Now, you'd think Biden would speak out about this, wouldn't you? But not a peep. Not a peep. He's too busy getting ready to go to go into East Palestine. Ha! The place that he ignored a year ago Saturday, completely ignored because it's Trump country after all, now he's decided to go claiming that the mayor of East Palestine invited him. Well, he needed an invitation, huh? Well, he actually didn't get invited. The mayor said, you're welcome anytime, but the best time for you to come is 2005 when you're on your book tour. That's what the letter said. But LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, would never tell you that. No, no, no. Karine Jean-Pierre wants you to know why Biden actually had a change of heart. The president had always said that he would go when it is most helpful uh, to the community. And with this invitation, obviously, uh, very recent, uh, and the current uh, status of the recovery, we felt that the time was right. There's no date yet, but obviously we're working with uh, community leaders, we're working with the mayor, uh, elected officials to find the exact time and day uh, to, to, to go in February. It's not going to be about politics. It's not about being in a red state or a blue state. You hear this, uh, say this over and over. You hear from the president over and over again because he wants to be make sure that he's there for this community. You hear it over and over again. He wants to make sure he's there for this community. You hear us over and over again. Well, it's a year, so he hasn't been there for the community. And secondly, LBLL thinks because she says so, it is so. You hear us over and over again. He wants to be there for the community. That makes us believe, well, he wants to be there for the community because she said so. The facts are different. And we believe in facts and evidence on this show. The facts tell us Biden doesn't care about the community whatsoever. The facts tell us not one thing has happened positively in East Palestine, Ohio, that has come from the White House. Not financial aid, nothing. The facts tell us that Biden didn't even pick up the phone and call the mayor. The facts tell us that Biden certainly didn't visit there. Donald Trump visited there. And yesterday he tweeted out, I know those great people of East Palestine. I was there when it counted, and his reception won't be a warm one. Worst president in history. Could not agree with that. Pretty amazing. Remember that Trump went there a year ago. Biden claims he's going in February. Do you think they care? Do you think the people of East Palestine are saying, man, I can't wait till he comes here. Here's one of the residents. The American people have awakened to realize that 
our, the leader of our country did not show up to the greatest catastrophe of 2023. And now he's going to show up because it is an election year. He better have a, uh, you know, a wagon full of answers yeah. and, and a wagon full of good news for us. Because yeah. otherwise, why are you coming right. at this point? Why are you showing your face, if, if not just to try to sway votes mm-hmm. and, and try to get back in office? Of course that's why he's going. But again, LBLL says this isn't a political stunt. And because she says so, it must be so. And if, and she insults the intelligence of any news person in that room and anyone watching on television that anyone would believe her. No one does. No one does. Anyone who thinks that Biden visiting East Palestine out of the blue in an election year when he refused to go a year before when the incident actually occurred, well, you're just drunk with stupidity. There's nothing that can save you. You're too dumb. There's a point, I believe, where a liberal gets so stupid that you can't help them come back anymore. They're gone. I've seen it. I've witnessed it. I've witnessed it from people I know. I've witnessed it from people in my own family. They're too far gone. You can't help them. They're mental cases. They've somehow become seduced by liberalism, the infectious cancer that is all over this country. They somehow, I guess, believe that living in this crap hole that we live in now is far better than living when we were when Donald Trump was president or years before when people had a moral code, an ethical code, a morsel of character, just a morsel. That's all we're asking. A little bit of integrity, just a dash. Don't need a whole lot more than that. Do we? I mean, come on. It's really the truth. It's going to cause, it's going to take a revolution. That's what it's going to take. Absent a revolution or absent people just wasting these people when they pull this crap, nothing's going to change. Now, there are people in Pennsylvania, some folks who follow our show from Penn State, and uh, they've let me know that the speculation in the East Palestine area, which is close to the Pennsylvania border, the reason he's going there is more to impress the Pennsylvania voters because he's down three points in Pennsylvania. He he won't win Ohio. That's that's a goner. That's a that's become a red state. So Biden's making time to go to East Palestine a year after the fact in an election year, but we're told it's not a political stunt. It's not for politics. He genuinely cares about the people. You know, if I care about someone and they undergo a tragedy or they're involved in a tragedy, Uh, today do you think I won't contact them until next year if they're in the hospital do you think I won't go visit them until next year I won't check in on them to see how they're doing until next year that's not how people act when they genuinely care about someone so when LBLL opens that big lying mouth of hers and tells us how much Biden cares, don't you want to vomit all over her? I do. She's sickening. 
that despicable little black lesbian liar. That's all she is. Her entire life is centered on lying to people. And she doesn't even do it well. She can't even talk. She's a stumbling, bumbling idiot. But she checks the Biden box as black lesbian. Woo! Female. She's a triple crown winner. Black lesbian and female. Well, I guess if she's a lesbian, she has to be a female, right? Maybe it's just two. She's one of the most sickening people on earth. So he's not going to East Palestine for any political reasons in an election year, a year after the fact. Gotcha. Check. (laughs) Why do these people even say this stuff? I'll tell you why. Because liberals swallow it hook, line, and sinker. That's why. You ask a liberal right now, why didn't Biden go to East Palestine? Oh, he's going. What do you you mean, why didn't he go? He's going. He was busy. He couldn't go last year. There were more important things going on. Biden said himself. Couldn't find the time. (laughs) I mean, it's unbelievable. When he could find the time, he said he would go. He couldn't find the time in a year. We've seen pictures of his daily schedule. Nothing on it for days on end. What what, what is the number? I think it's 47% of his time in office he's been on vacation. But he couldn't find the time to go to East Palestine. You think he looked very hard? He looked about as hard as he looked for the documents in his garage. I don't think he looked for much time to go to East Palestine. Those are Trump people. And I guess I should qualify what I just said when I said she, if she's a lesbian, of course she's a woman. Not in their world. Men can be lesbians. If men can have babies, they can be lesbians, can't they? So I respectfully qualify my my remarks. My goodness, I don't want to offend those whack jobs. So East Palestine doesn't want anything to do with them. This is going to be fun to watch. Now, there's no date that they've set, if you notice that. So there are going to be excuses to push it back and push it back and push it back. And you watch and see. It's my prediction that he never goes. Now, any kind of a media would hound him to death if that doesn't happen. They would. They said in February, okay, we're in February now. It's time to pick a date. they got to figure it out when he can figure it, fit it into his, his busy schedule. He's such a busy fellow. This guy literally does nothing. Nothing. So to recap the show so far, we've got the libs praying for a Trump conviction. We've got the libs campaigning for the liberals, the libs in the media, to fearmonger that Trump will never leave the White House if he ever gets elected again. To the little black lesbian liar talking about East Palestine and why Biden hasn't gone there, but he is going because he cares so much about the people there. To the illegal thugs in New York beating police officers, kicking them, eight of them on two police officers. Arrested four of them out in three hours. The governor claims she'll, she should think about deporting them. The same people that in 2021 she invited in. 
You can't make this stuff up. Honestly, you cannot. And we haven't even talked about the border yet. <laughs> Except that I know a lot of people who would volunteer to take a gun, a, a shotgun to the border and sit there and, and do the job for Texas. We would also do the job for Arizona or New Mexico, but they're liberal states now, so they can fend for themselves. I really don't care what happens to a liberal state. I don't care if it blows up. It'd be a hell of a good thing for us, I'll tell you that much. Blow them up. Get rid of them. There's going to be a war anyway. If you don't think we're headed for a war internally, a civil war, you're not paying attention. There's no way out. There is literally no way out without a civil war in this country. None. Good morning, Joey. How are you today? Carpe diem to the king. Carpe diem to you. So, Kevin, I was at the gym last night, and, uh, you know, this is always where I get to watch state-run media because, you know, you can't control what's on on the big TVs up there. <laughs> and, uh, Did you get a good dose media. of CNN and MSNBC? Well, it was PBS this time. Oh, even which, worse. Which at this point, PBS is simply just like a Stasi operation, right? Like the Russian Stasi, <laughs> which which is incredible that it's public broadcasting services, right? Or whatever, and it's a it's a it's a Stasi operation. But anyway, they had the newest Frontline documentary, "Democracy Under Attack." Oh, there we about, go. All about the January sixth hearings and and all this. And so, so you know, I'm I'm seeing this on and off as I'm as I'm working out, and the credibility of the entire, I'm sure you know, two hour, however it was long program, was lost in the first ten minutes because of two things that occurred. So they're talking about our favorite uh, people, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, and, and they said, well. The only Republicans that had enough courage to courage. vote to, yeah, they had enough courage to vote in favor of investigating January 6th for Liz Cheney and Adam Kinziger. And I'm saying, all right, well, well, that's partially true. They were the only two that voted for it. I don't know what to do with courage. Well, then the next line was, and in fact, this is the exact wording. And in fact, they were the only two Republicans that ended up serving on the January 6th committee that ended up serving on the January 6th committee. And then they moved on. So we ignored the fact that, yeah, they were the only two Republicans that served on the committee because Pelosi blocked everyone else who wanted to be on it. Exactly. <laughs> they just, they just were like, oh, well, they were the only two that had courage and they ended up, ser- you know, so the, so the standard dumbass viewer would think, wow, none of the other Republicans even wanted to be on the committee. Right, right. And, and I'm sure that this, <laughs> I'm sure that this frontline PBS quote unquote documentary included the fact that while they showed video of Trump's speech at the January 6th hearings, they edited out the part where he told the people to march peacefully and patriotically down to the Capitol and make your feelings known. They edited that out. I'm sure the documentary told its audience, by the way, they edited this part out. Well, well. I, yeah, I, I'm sure. I'm sure they did, Kevin, because you know they want to be accurate. But the the, the second part that was just an absolute. I, I'm just sitting there thinking, how could anyone watching this take this seriously? Then they introduced some some bald headed dude with, with with glasses who looked like he was a mad scientist from an old '50s horror movie, and all of a sudden they say, well, yeah, here's the guy that 
This is the guy from ABC News that we brought in to produce the January 6th hearings. And he sits there. He's like, oh, this was a ratings bonanza. It was like <laughs> 19 million people. That was as much as Sunday night football. And, and, and it went so well. And I'm sitting there thinking, they're actually admitting in this documentary that they hired a Hollywood producer to make this a made-for-TV event. And that's supposed to be somehow legitimate. And by the way, <laughs> that crap about the ratings is just a total lie. Nobody watched. I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm Nobody sure watched. Is. I mean that 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 was their concern. They they couldn't they 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 switched it to prime time because nobody was watching it during the day, and then nobody right. watched it at night. Nobody watched it because nobody cared. I mean, but 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 so that that's what the uh, PBS uh, you know uh, Joseph Goebbels run television is uh, is, is producing right now. The, yeah. the newest front front. And I remember when Frontline was actually hard hitting, like back in the nineties. Used to be was, journalism. It, yeah. it used to be some hard hitting journalism on Frontline. Well, it, it, it's very reminiscent of sixty minutes. 60 minutes it used to be journalism but it's nothing but propaganda now. They're just it's, it's all pro- anything you see on these things is just propaganda and they of course appeal to when you say does anybody believe any of this you've never met a liberal apparently. They not only believe it it's their bible. I mean, it's, it's their bible. Oh my goodness. Uh, it, it, Kevin switching gears a, a little bit here. You know I I am happy that these polls are showing Trump is where he is. However, I don't think it matters because, you know, you and me were t- talking off the air a little bit the other day. The amount of cheating and, and you know, the guy who had on earlier in the week, early last summer, I remember when Ronna McDaniel, who's a useless, a useless person for the most part, was talking about, you know, we're going to do mail-in balloting and we're going to have ballot harvesting. We're, we're going to get efforts going. And I was Googling that this morning. Well, yeah, there were comments made back in July about that by the RNC. There's been nothing since then. No way we can go into November and just hope that day of election walk-in in-person voting is going to work. It should, but unfortunately it's not. So unless these idiot Republican secretaries of state, the RNC, all these people, if they don't start mailing ballots to everybody's house, and setting up all these early voting booths at a Denny's like the Democrats are doing, there's going to be no chance. No, it's like the Republicans give up and don't even try to enhance what they're doing in terms of getting elected. They just right. say, well, we'll just leave it to Election Day. We won't do anything. We won't try to register people. You know, there are... The Democrats are, the, register people in mass. Yeah, there are Republicans that are in the entertainment industry and they need to speak up like Taylor Swift did when she said that everybody should register to vote. Well, we know what that means. All of you liberals that aren't registered, you Swifties get out there right. and register, but and Republicans Democrat. apparently can't get through to their uh, high profile celebrities to do the same thing, or they're too cowardly to do it. One of the two. Right. I mean, cause, cause you know, that's the thing that's been that way for years and it's, and it's made me sick for years. Whenever these Democrats have this, you know, the rock the vote with Bruce Springsteen and now it's Taylor Swift. Okay. You know, they're like, Oh, you know, this is great. We just want people to be part of the democratic process. Okay. Obviously you want to register people to vote, to vote for your side. They're the only ones that do it. And that's the problem. The other side doesn't do it. Cause, cause what's his name? Uh, uh cause you were playing his song up. Aldine, Jason Aldine. Okay, he's got this song out about you know don't do this in a small town and all that. Well, get out there. Let's have a let's have a you know a, a small town. Let rock the small town voting drive or something. You know, yeah, like, it, like it, you're it, saying. 
the best thing going right now is how bad Biden is and how independents are going for Trump and how young people are going for Trump. Those right. are the best numbers that I've seen. So a lot of those Swifties that she registered might well be voting for Trump, and that'll blow up in her face and the Democrats' faces. And the thing is, yeah, I, I agree. If there's not cheating, he has no chance. The pro- What I'm terrified of is all the cheating. And if the Republicans don't do early voting and mail-in voting so we can have numbers when they have those massive mail-in ballot dumps, to counteract their mail-in ballot dumps. I mean, and, and the other thing that's the sleeping giant, which you've been talking about, is the amount of black voters that are going to flip and Hispanic voters that are going to flip. It's, you know, they're, they're terrified of that. Of course they are. So they're going to cheat. Everybody knows that everybody's known they're going to cheat for four years now, uh, for eight years, actually. For so years. why the Republicans have done nothing about it. And again, I'll blame Trump for he, supporting Ronald McDaniel. Her, yeah. Yeah, he, he, he's the one who kept whatever, her in there. Why? I don't know why he did that. I don't know if someone got in his ear and told him to do that because I couldn't believe when he got behind her. I guess it was last summer. It, 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 was, know, it was stunning to me. I, I mean, because all she's proven is that she's that she's another one of these just, you know, beltway politicians, you know, who doesn't care and they're just looking to collect a check and she's just going to go by, you know, like most Republicans, you know, curl up in the corner with no spine and just say, well, you know, everything will be okay. We're yeah. just going to let things, let things and, play out. And all of those are good reasons to get rid of her. But the number one reason is that she's Mitt Romney's niece. Right, right. right. That, that should tell everybody all they need to know. Mittens. <laughs> good old but, mittens. I mean, the, the the day this guy is out of office can't come a day too soon. Oh my goodness! It, it's just a, it's just so upsetting because the Democrats have all of these activist groups and all these organizations, and they're they're constantly you know fighting and and, and doing all this stuff to to rile up the voting base and, and pull in extra vote. And they go to the homeless camps and everybody sign a piece of paper and then. They vote for him and then bring it back and say, oh, here, all these people are new voters who just voted. That, that's what Stacey Abrams did in Atlanta. She went all around the slums in Atlanta and just went to the nursing homes and the homeless camps and just basically voted for everybody. You know, I mean, because you could do that with mail-in ballots now. Yeah. You, could, you could technically do it legally. They used to do it illegally like your your good friend Bob Romanek would talk about where he's St. Louis. They would pick him up on a bus and give him money to go vote. But now with the mail-in balloting, you don't have to get in the voting booth. They can just have a bunch of ballots and say, okay, well, we'll mark them for you guys. Don't worry about it. Yeah. Democrats (laughs) forever have been too lazy to get off their ass and go vote. And so now they've altered the system where they don't even have to get off their ass. So uh, And and they count them ten times. Yeah, count them ten. Or or like your buddy in Illinois, get 13 ballots so you can fill them all out. It's it's unbelievable. (laughs) It's just unbelievable. All right, Joey, good stuff. Hey, hey, King, uh, you have a great day, all right? You too. Thank you. Yeah, it's it's beyond insanity with these people. And there's, again, unless you cheat better than they do, I'm starting to think we don't have a chance. You know, all the numbers are in Trump's favor, but when push comes to shove and they start cheating, they haven't started to cheat yet. It's too early. When do they start to cheat? Now, they're, they're And in some ways, when I talk about those numbers in those swing states this morning, the commanding lead Trump has in all of them, in some ways that might backfire because that wakes them up. That alerts them we must cheat even more than we did last time. And so they'll pull out all the stops, and we know that.
you don't know it, you're crazy. So now we've got the border and some bill that's being negotiated in the Senate, which is a gigantic waste of time. Mike Johnson in the House has already said it's dead on arrival. Why do, why do the politicians keep doing this? Why do they waste time and our money on things that are never going to materialize? They know they won't materialize, and yet they keep doing it. This proposed bill that Biden wants 100% for Ukraine money so he can get his money is a worthless bill that would allow 5,000 illegal aliens to come in every day without being checked off. Not only that, if it's such a great bill like Biden and Schumer with his hair plugs claims it is, why don't they let the Republican senators see it? Or for that matter, the Democrat senators. They won't let anybody see it. This is the old Pelosi way of voting. You know, just vote yes and then read it later. Rick Scott, why can't this bill be uh, be any good? This, this can't be a good deal, other, otherwise they show it to us. Where's the text? Why can't they put out the text? So we got a lawless administration. Biden's not going to comply with anything. So if we don't tie it to something he wants, nothing's going to happen. He'll just violate the law just like he's been, like he's done. And we don't need a bill because Trump secured the border without a new bill. Bingo. Bingo. That's how you do it. It's unreal, man. Whoever heard of that? Whoever heard of proposing a piece of legislation and not letting the people see it who are going to vote on it? Whoever heard of that? And yet they continue to do business like that, the Democrats, and nobody puts them out of office. I bet Trump hopes there's no bad deal. I hope the Republicans don't, and the Democrats don't make a bad border deal because a bad border deal would be worse than no deal at all. You don't need a deal to tighten up the border and to make it secure. I had the most secure border in history. I didn't have a deal. I didn't have a bill. He didn't need a bill. You don't need a bill. That's another lie that Democrats tell people. Biden has all the tools at his disposal. He can do it today. But here's the real problem. Seven million, many of them violent criminals, have already crossed over. We don't know where they are. We don't know what they're up to. We don't know how many are in terrorist cells. We don't know how many are planning right now as I'm talking to destroy America from within. We don't know. We know that there are those people here. We know that they are planning attacks. We know that. And yet what are we doing about it? We're letting more of them in. And they want a bill to let even more in. Chris Wecker is a former assistant director of the FBI. How long are we going to have to live with Biden's border disaster? We're going to be living with this for decades. Much like the Marielle boat lift back in 1980 when when Castro emptied his prisons on us. And we are, we are not getting the best people here. We are getting cartel members. We're getting people who uh, are engaged in all types of criminal activity. And, gosh, the fentanyl problem that we have now, heroin's still coming across, cocaine. They, we have made these cartels immensely legacy. more powerful. The cartels love Biden. You just heard Chris Wecker say, they're not sending us good people. Isn't that echoing what Trump said when he came down the escalator in 
2015, and he said he was running for president, and he said, talking about Mexico and our border, they're not sending us their best. They're not sending us doctors and lawyers, accountants. They're not sending us those people. They're sending us thugs, rapists, murderers, and all the Democrats' heads exploded. Oh, my God, how can he say that? Because it's true. Did you ever notice that liberals are allergic to the truth? They honestly are. It's like kryptonite to them. Like you know, Remember Superman when he was kryptonite was the only thing that could bring him down? Truth is what brings liberals down. They're petrified of it. They never tell it. And if someone does, their heads explode. Or they live in a constant state of denial. How would you like to live in that in the in a mental and emotional state where liberals live? How would you like to live there? Woo! We would have a suicide rate that would rival anything in history. If I had to live like that, I'd I'd f my I'd off myself. There's no way I'd live as a liberal. My God, the self-loathing that must take place every night. You have to loathe yourself. I mean, if you're a liberal, good God, man. We should have known this is the way it was going to be. Chris Swecker says this is going to go on for decades. This is what we're going to suffer. We're going to suffer because of Biden for decades. And he's right. But we should have known it. Biden promised in his campaign he wouldn't deport anybody. Should someone who is here without documents, and that is his only offense, Should that person be deported? That person should not be the focus of deportation. We should fundamentally change the way we deal with them. What exact changes would you bring to ICE as an agency? I would hold ICE agents accountable if, in fact, they stepped over my executive order. You only arrest for the purpose of dealing with a felony that's committed, and I don't count drunk driving as a felony. I will send to the desk immediately a bill that requires the access to citizenship for 11 million undocumented folks, number one. Number two, in the first 100 days of my administration, no one, no one will be deported at all. From that point on, the only deportations that will take place are commissions of felonies in the United States of America. So, so to be clear, only felons get deported and everyone else Period. is the same? Yes. Nobody, and some of you are going to get mad at me with this, but nobody is going to be deported in my first hundred days until we get through the point that we find out the only rationale for deportation will be whether or not, whether or not you've committed a felony while in the country. Wow. Try to think about what he said. First of all, he doesn't count drunk driving as a felony. Well, you might be surprised, jackass, that the law considers it a felony. There's a level of drunk driving that becomes a felony when it crosses a certain certain threshold. But Biden, the guy who had to plagiarize his way through school and lied about where he finished in law school, clearly finished at the bottom of his class. If he doesn't understand that drunk driving in certain instances with certain thresholds does count as a felony. But the Biden, the dictator, was coming out right there. Well, you know, I don't count drunk driving as a felony. So the only rationale to deport anyone, according to Biden, isn't the fact that they broke the law when they came across the border illegally. No, no. Or that they commit 
several crimes only if it rises to the level of a felony on our soil. Now, they could be mass murderers from where they came, but it doesn't count. They're welcome here in Biden's world. No other reason to deport people. So the law is irrelevant to Biden, always has been, by the way. The law apparently doesn't matter. Those eight thugs who attacked the cops, already out. One of them on his way out gave a double middle finger to the cameras. Let's not deport that thug, right? Biden doesn't want to deport him unless that charge becomes felony assault. Biden doesn't want to deport him. They tried to kill the cops. That son of a bitch should have been shot right on the spot. Where's Jack Ruby when we need him? (laughs) He did. And this constant control in this country and this constant mandating of small businesses and what they have to do and not do. This is unbelievable. They're going to destroy small businesses. Kevin O'Leary, who is a very wealthy guy and has a portfolio of a lot of companies, understands the value of small business. I've got a portfolio of over 50 companies in almost every state. And we've got thousands of employees. And I look, we represent every race, every religion, every gender, not because of some policy pushed on us by regulation. These individuals were hired for merit and executional skills across every race and gender and sex. And so I think the answer to this, as we start to see this narrative bubble up, is let the market be the market and stop regulating small business. They know how to solve for themselves. They know how to solve for themselves more than any government ever dreamed of. A small business faces issues that affect their family because that's the way they live. That's their livelihood. The last thing small business needs is interference from this corrupt government telling them how they have to do their business, who they have to hire. Go F yourself. Pretty incredible. We play for you all of the deportation promises of Biden, but what about the lies that Biden and his rogue regime have told us about border security through the years? Sounds to most folks like a crisis. Well, look, it's way down now. We've now gotten control. Precisely that. The border is closed. Nor could I have been clearer and continued to be so which is the border is closed. The United States will continue to enforce our laws and secure our border. The border, um, we are working to make the border more secure. You're confident this border is secure? We have a secure border in that that is a priority for any nation, including ours and our administration. We agree that uh, the border is secure. We agree. You agree with who? Who agrees that the border was ever secure since the day this clown took office? How about Harris's answer? (laughs) 
The border is secure in that the administration wants it to be secure. (laughs) I mean, you can't make it up. You really can't. This entire government is a sitcom, except it doesn't become funny when there are real-life consequences. People lose their lives, lose their property, lose their jobs, lose their freedoms. That's not funny anymore. We can laugh at these idiots because of their stupidity until we see what they're doing to people. Then it's not funny anymore. Nobody was more accurate than Trump when he said, he's not the target. You're the target. He's just in the way. Because they're coming after us. And that mullethead Biden who nods off and falls asleep during everybody else's speech is a common criminal who has committed felonies, who belongs in jail with the rest of his family. Put every one of those bastards away. Again, I'll repeat it. Until you do, none of this will change in this government. Biden's not the only criminal in our government. But if you start putting the Biden clan in jail, the other ones might get the message. That's not going to be tolerated anymore. Now, the problem with our country is that let's just say Donald Trump does get elected and appoints a tough bulldog of a, an attorney general who does put Biden in jail. If Trump or Trump's, well, Trump won't be reelected, but if Trump's successor is not a Republican, they'll stop going after the criminals. One thing about liberals, man, they protect their own as long as they're loyal to them. If you cross them up and say something that they just disagree with, you're out. Now you're finished. And they'll not only just tell you you're finished, they'll attack you and go after you. As much as I love them going after Cori Bush, they're only going after her for political reasons. They don't like her. They don't like her criticism about Israel. Trump, for this bill, how many illegals per day were going to be coming in? And the minimum was 5,000 people a day, if that can be right. It's hard to believe that that can be right. But they were negotiating to allow 5,000 people a day. That's a tremendous amount. Nobody wants to have that happen to our country. And they're still not going to know where they're coming from. Right now, we have no idea who these people are that are pouring into our countries. No idea. It's just scary. There's another way to describe it. Now, yesterday, they convened on Capitol Hill with all of these big tech presidents, owners, whatever they are, for the, I don't know, umpteen millionth time. And while the congressmen and women get to play, as Jesse Waters described it, embarrass a billionaire, nothing ever comes of these hearings. Absolutely nothing. Doesn't it seem as though they've been having these hearings with these big tech people for years or decades now? And do you ever recall anything getting done about it? You don't recall it because nothing has been done about it. And that's Democrats and Republicans. So all the grandstanding that takes place in these hearings is all fun for TV. And that Josh Hawley got... Zuckerberg to stand up and apologize to the parents of these sexual victims. That's what is going on here. 
The hearings were all about what these big tech operations are doing with online sex trafficking, online perversion targeting teenagers. That's what it was all about. They hit him hard about non-consensual sexually explicit images of children on Instagram mostly. Facebook has a federal lawsuit against it right now that alleges that both Facebook and Instagram intentionally created psychologically manipulative features to keep kids addicted and that it hid internal data that would reveal their harm to young users. That's what was going on yesterday. On one particular page, your choices if you're a viewer would not have been call the police. Senator Cruz took Zuckerberg to task on it. These results may contain images of child sexual abuse. And then you gave users two choices. Get resources or see results anyway. Mr. Zuckerberg, what the hell were you thinking? It's often helpful to rather than just blocking it to help direct them towards something that um, that could be helpful for getting them to get help. What did you do next when someone clicked? You may be getting child sexual abuse images and they click see results anyway. What was your next step? Senator, we take down anything that we think is sexual abuse material on the service. Did you report the, the people who wanted it? Senator, do you want me to answer your question? Yeah, I want you. He never did answer the question because he didn't report them. And Marsha Blackburn got really tough with Zuckerberg, uh, who apparently loves having Instagram as a sex site. It appears that you're trying to be the premier sex trafficking Of course site not, Senator. In this uh, country. Senator, that's ridiculous. No, it Senator, is not ridiculous. Uh, you want to turn around and tell these people that... We don't want this content on our platforms. We, why don't you take it down? We do take we it down. We are here discussing... We, we, we need you all to work than, with than, us. Than, no, than, you're not. Uh, you are not. I love it. He's just a liar. That little candy ass who stole the Facebook idea to begin with walks up there under oath every time he comes to Congress, he's seemingly, seemingly been coming for decades, and just simply lies. And what happens to him? Not a damn thing. Not a thing. Holly, Josh Holly wanted to know what he's done about it. What has Zuckerberg done? 37% of teenage girls between 13 and 15 were exposed to unwanted nudity in a week on Instagram. You knew about it. Who did you fire? Senator, this is why we're building all Who these did you fire? Tools. Senator, that's, I don't think that that's... Who did you fire? Uh, I'm, I'm not going to answer that. Um, Could <laughs> I mean, you didn't is... fire anybody, right? You didn't take Senator, any significant I, I action. It's, it's appropriate to talk about... It, it, like it's not appropriate. Decisions that put, Do you know who's sitting like behind you? You've got families from across the nation whose children are either severely harmed or gone, and you don't think it's appropriate? What a punk Zuckerberg is. He's just a smarmy, snarky, arrogant punk. That's all he is. He's worthless, but dangerous. Senator Hawley, give us the ugly numbers. 
young girls, teenage girls between the ages of 13 and 15 on Instagram, 37% of them saw nudity on the platform, unwanted, sent to their accounts within the first seven days of being on the platform. 25% of them within seven days, Sean, were propositioned sexually by an adult man. I mean, just think about this. These are girls between the ages of 13 and 15. That data, by the way, comes from Facebook. That's their own internal data. This is a company that has profited off of the exploitation of kids, the exploitation of minors, and now it's time for them to pay up. They need to set up a victim's compensation fund. They need to pay these people. And you know what? The families ought to be able to sue them. Why can't they sue them? I don't understand that, and none of those people ever explain that. I'm at a loss to understand why they're not allowed to be sued over these things. Now, if it seems to you, like it does to me, that Zuckerberg and his big tech cronies have been coming to Washington in front of the senators and congressmen and women forever, that's because it's true. Here's Zuckerberg in 2018, 2019, 2020, and 2021 telling everybody, we'll do better. We didn't take a broad enough view of our responsibility, and that was a big mistake. There's certainly a lot of problems that we're handling now and addressing proactively now. At last year's hearing, uh, last month's hearing, I spoke about the role Internet platforms play. We're ready to work with you to move beyond hearings and get started on real reform. <laughs> that last comment was a year ago. Oh, no, I'm sorry, two years ago, 2021. Ready to work with you and get started on real reform. Now, what happens when these hearings end? What do the senators do? Do they do anything? Do they kickstart any reform? Do they get back to Zuckerberg and his cronies to work, actually do work together and reform the corrupt, pedophile infested world of Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and the rest? John Kennedy, what have you done? I've been here seven years, and so far, all I've seen us do is uh, is run around, uh, going to hearings, issuing press releases, uh, talking about the issue. And we've yet to really, really uh, pass a privacy bill. Uh, we've done a little bit uh, uh, on child exploitation, but we need to do more. We need to do more. Now, there's another guy, John Kennedy. He talks a good game. He's funny with a phrase. He can turn a phrase and and be witty and charming and old school and southern guy from Louisiana. And yet he does nothing. Nothing. Hawley sounds like a tough prosecutor. He was a prosecutor as attorney general of Missouri. But when it comes down to it, he does nothing. Ted Cruz... He's another tough prosecutor. He'd be a wonderful attorney general. But when it comes to being a senator to get something done on something like this, he does nothing. Marsha Blackburn can embarrass Zuckerberg with the best of them. But when it comes time to do something to help these kids avoid this, she does nothing. None of them do a damn thing. Those are all Republicans I'm talking about. In the meantime, the smarmiest of the smarmers, Christopher Ray, goes up to Capitol Hill again yesterday, again ad nauseum, 
and tells everybody that Chinese hackers are poised to destroy everything about our country. There has been far too little public focus on the fact that PRC hackers are targeting our critical infrastructure, our water treatment plants, our electrical grid, our oil and natural gas pipelines, our transportation systems. China's hackers are positioning on American infrastructure in preparation to wreak havoc and cause real-world harm to American citizens and communities. <laughs> I'll ask the same question. What are we doing about it? We're not doing anything about it is the answer. I thought we had smart tech people in this country. Can't they find a way to protect all of these services that he talked about without letting Chinese hackers get in to destroy them? Just imagine for a second if the Chinese cut off our water supply. So someone should have said to him, what are you doing about it? You're the chief law enforcement officer. Have you arrested any of these Chinese people that you've caught? Because you've caught them, you, you know they're doing it. You've identified what they're doing. So it, it should be easy to trace it back to who's doing it. Are they in China? Probably so. Although I shouldn't say probably so. I mean, after all, China has bought up all kinds of real estate in this country. They could easily just plop down there with a bank of computers and hack into everything we have. And that's what they're doing. According to Christopher Ray, they're close to destroying everything. When the vote came down in the House yesterday, everybody to two, that was the number, the two being Corey Bush and Rashida Tlaib, to allow Hamas members to come into the United States. The bill, the vote was to ban them from coming in, but those two want them to come in. Cory Bush and Rashida Tlaib welcome terrorists, known terrorists. This this time it's not even, well, we didn't know they were terrorists. They're known terrorists. Hi, I'm Hamas. I'm a terrorist. I took part in the October 7th slaughter of Jews. Well, come on in. Pete Hegseth understands that they're, those two are just concerned about higher education. Uh, they're looking out for higher education. Who are going to be the guest lecturers at Harvard and Columbia and the <laughs> University of Michigan without mm-hmm. Hamas terrorists? Uh, they we're, we're in short supply or, or special guests at their Democratic Socialist of America fundraisers between the two of them. You know, the nickname for their group has been, and they sort of denied it, right? The Hamas caucus, the squad, the Hamas caucus. Well, now two of them have just come out and said, well, we're okay with Hamas entering the United States. It's, it's unconscionable, isn't it? How are they allowed to be in Congress? The, that, those are acts of treason. Those two votes are acts of treason, in my opinion. They're traitors to this country. They want to facilitate a pathway for terrorists to come into the United States. That should be grounds for disqualification as a congressperson. And this country would undeniably be better off if neither one of them were ever allowed to run again. Throw in the uh, Somalia lover, Ilhan Omar. Now they're investigating her because she made the claim of Somalia first. Another example of words of treason. She should be out as well.
When your pledge is to anyone other than the United States, you're a traitor. And you should be ousted. Does anybody in Congress have the courage to do it? No. Well, they might censure them again. So what? Someone should stand up and demand that the three of them resign or that the House votes to expel them. Now, it won't get anything done, but it will at least put it on the record that someone had the courage to say, enough's enough with these kinds of people. We don't want them. We live in the only country, I'll guarantee you, who has some members of their Congress saying America first and the others fighting that. No other country would fight people who say Russia first or China first or Israel first. Those countries don't fight those people who claim that. Only here. Only here do we have traitors in the media and in Congress who want to fight people who believe in America first. You want to talk about loathing? They loathe this country. They hate it. They hate what it stands for. And they'll tell you every chance they can that everybody here is a racist and a white supremacist. The latest example of that was shaved-headed Ayanna Presley, who now hates Walgreens. Mr. Speaker, Walgreens is planning to close yet another pharmacy in the Massachusetts 7th, this time on Warren Street in Roxbury, a community that is 85% black and Latino. This closure is a part of a larger trend of abandoning low-income communities like the previous closures in Mattapan and Hyde Park, both in the Massachusetts 7th. When a Walgreens leaves a neighborhood, they disrupt the entire community and they take them and they take with them baby formula, diapers, asthma inhalers, life-saving medications, and of course, jobs. These closures are not arbitrary and they are not innocent. They are life-threatening acts of racial and economic discrimination. That is why I joined with Senator Markey and Warren to demand answers from Walgreens CEO. Why was there no community input, no adequate notice to customers, and no transition resources to prevent gaps in health care? Shame on you, Walgreens. Having a website with talking points about health equity and underserved communities is not enough. Walgreens is a multi-billion dollar corporation that needs to put their money where their mouth is and stop divesting from black and brown communities. Can I respond for Walgreens? Congresswoman Presley, F you. You bigoted, racist, big mouth. That's all you are. Not once did she mention that the reason Walgreens is closing in those areas is because of all of the crime and the theft by your wonderful community. Yeah, they happen to be black. That's not a racist comment. That's a fact. Why don't you teach your black neighborhoods to stop robbing people and killing people, and then maybe Walgreens might stick around. But no, not that big mouth. She has to scream and yell that it's a racist act on the part of Walgreens. Shame on Walgreens. And I joined Pocahontas and that idiot Mulkey or Marky or Doofus Key in demanding Walgreens explain. I just explained it for you. I, I spoke on behalf of Walgreens. F you. And the horse you rode in on. And I'm not sure what I have against the horse you rode in on. 
but I just said it. Horse didn't do anything. (laughs) These racial bigots are sickening, and they're just tearing this country apart. Again, teach your black neighborhoods, stop robbing, stop murdering, okay? Because that's where it happens. Just so you're aware of it, there's no beating around the bush. That's where it happens. That's why Walgreens is leaving. And Walgreens, I applaud you for leaving. If I were a stockholder in Walgreens, I would stand up and applaud you. Protect my investment. Get the hell out of those neighborhoods. And if those people die because of it, so be it. That's on them. That's not on Walgreens. Quit murdering. Quit robbing people. How's that? Is that too much to ask of the black community? It's insane. She's insane. Well, we already knew that. Speaking of insane, who does Biden pick to replace John Kerry, Mr. Ed? One of the dirtiest political hacks in the history of politics, John Podesta. (laughs) He's the new climate czar. Remember when he lectured us about climate and inflation and the, I'm sorry, and the Inflation Reduction Act? We have to cut the carbon pollution that's driving the climate crisis. And that's what the Inflation Reduction Act is all about. That's what it's about. We thought it was about inflation. Now we find out it's about climate and climate change. Aha. Another lie. They lied to us and told us it was about Inflation reduction, but it's really about money for climate change. How fascinating, isn't it? The liars just keep on a lying. <laughs> so according to Ayanna Presley, Walgreens and other businesses like Walgreens should remain in dangerous neighborhoods that are infested with crime and murder in order to satisfy her her racist tendencies and beliefs and perhaps go into bankruptcy because of it, get robbed blind, get their sore clerks. Nobody wants to work there because they're afraid of getting killed. Certainly robbed. And you must stay there until you go bankrupt. That's really what she's saying. Until we can steal every single thing off your shelves or you just go bankrupt, you must stay here. Otherwise, Walgreens, you're racist. <laughs> Don't you love the logic? People like Ayanna Presley are going to cause a race war in this country. They're going to cause white people to just hate black people and vice versa. Seems to be their goal. Everything in this country is the white person's fault. Every problem in this country is because of a white person. That's what these people claim. Sooner or later, white people are going to say, guess what? We've had enough of your shit. We're sick of you. We're sick of your entire crime-infested neighborhoods. Your sickening urban area cities who are disgraceful. A drag on this nation. A drag on the communities. A drag on the economy. A drag on safety. They all have the same thing in common. They're mostly black and they run and they're run by Democrats. That's that's not a 
a figment of my imagination. It's a fact. So Walgreens, nice going. Megan Kelly has another target. This time, though, it's Moderna, and she has good reason to be targeting Moderna. Why? They targeted her. Why did they target Megan Kelly? What could Megan Kelly have possibly done? Well, she didn't know either until another journalist discovered it. Thanks to Lee Fang, who did an investigation, and uh, he has revealed that Moderna was very, very upset, among other things, about the fact that I said on this show that after I had gotten my third COVID shot, my booster, which you needed in order to operate in New York to do anything, um, I developed a positive on an autoimmune test that my general practitioner gave me. And then I had to go to a rheumatologist and all this stuff. I, I revealed it on the show. And th- I got targeted by Moderna, who was very worried that this would add to the growing concern around autoimmune disorders following COVID-19 vaccinations. They're admitting internally that it's a problem, but they're upset that I am talking about it. And Alex Berenson and Russell Brand and Michael Schellenberger and Dr. Jay Bhattacharya are talking about it because they don't want it discussed. And the mainstream media outlets were only too happy to comply. That last part is so true. The gravest danger in our country, the media. They will comply. They are water carriers for liberals. That's all they do. There's no journalism in this country anymore. Another relic of the past. And criticism of Anthony Fauci, by the way, is not to be tolerated either anymore. Megyn Kelly probably found that out. The LBLL, the little black lesbian liar, Karine Jean-Pierre, even though she's trying to defend Fauci, she stumbles and mumbles all over the place. I do want to speak to Dr. Fauci because uh, the political attacks on someone like Dr. Fauci who uh, and, and public officials more broadly, but Dr. Fauci who has spent his career saving lives uh, and, um, you know, whether it was the AIDS epidemic or as we have just uh, coming out of this uh, uh, COVID, this once in a generation pandemic, uh, these attacks have been counterproductive. They have not been helpful. Uh, this is someone, again, who has spent his almost entire career uh, fighting for the well-being, the health of the American people. And so I just want to call out the political attacks. I think, again, it's not been helpful. Dr. Fauci himself has said he agrees with the president uh, that we needed to get to the bottom of this, to get to the bottom of where COVID originated. And that's what the president did from almost the, certainly the first few months of his administration. What? She wants to call out the political attacks on Fauci. They're not helpful. <laughs> They're not attacks, first of all. They're factual statements. Fauci lied under oath when questioned by Rand Paul in the Senate and has never been found in contempt of uh, Congress. So he's a he's a liar. We, we've seen him lie under oath, so he's done that. She says it's counterproductive to criticize him. Counterproductive to who? To whose interest is it counterproductive? To point out that this guy is nothing but a two-bit criminal who profited handsomely off COVID when he, of course, lied about, A, the origins of COVID, and we now find out he's the origin of COVID, and the dangerousness, the dangerous level of COVID, the solutions to keeping yourself immune from COVID, all lies. Every single thing he said was a lie. 
But the little black lesbian liar doesn't want you to point that out because that's counterproductive. That's just not helpful. What an ass. You know what's not helpful to this country? You. You're not helpful. You're a disgrace. Did you see where the, believe it or not, we don't make this up, this isn't Hollywood, the head of the DEI department at Harvard has been, well, Greg Gutfeld, surely the DEI director at Harvard isn't plagiarizing, is she? Sherry Ann Charleston, the chief diversity officer at the university, has just been accused of roughly 40 instances of plagiarism in her Ph.D. dissertation and in the single academic paper she published in her career. There would be more accusations of plagiarism, but she was too lazy to write more than one fake paper. <laughs> Which begs the question, who was the last person to have an original idea at Harvard? John Adams, Al Gore, Barack Obama. Now, Charleston's husband is also a professor, and according to the reports, her one publication even ripped off the research that he did back in 2012. Wait, a woman bringing up something her husband did years ago? (laughs) That's not plagiarism. That's marriage. Carpe diem to Gutfeld. Imagine that, though. 40 instances of plagiarism in one paper. The only paper she ever wrote in her dissertation. Another black female, by the way. I'm so glad that she was hired at Harvard because it had to be on merit, wasn't it? She even stole from her own husband, who's a professor there. (laughs) These people are incredible. But he's right. Who was the last person at Harvard to have an original idea? It, it isn't anybody recently. You get sick of it, don't you? All right, it's time to take a break. Let's do that. We're right here in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, Kings Court. We're back after this. Well, I've been selling my soul, working all day. Overtime hours for bullshit pay So I can sit out here and waste my life away Drag back home and drown my troubles away It's a damn shame What the world's gotten to For people like me, people like you Wish I could just wake up and it not be true But it is, all it is, living in the Just miners on an island somewhere. Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat, and the whole beast milking welfare. God, if you're five foot three and you're three hundred pounds, taxes all. 
keep on taking them down. Lord, it's a damn shame what the world's gotten to. Welcome you back in on this Thursday morning. Kevin Slayton with you in the Monster Energy Drink. STL-Cars.com, King's Court, right here on the Kevin Slayton Show. Well, of course, the Kevin Slayton Show, you dummy. Right here on KevinSlaytonShow.com is what I meant to say. On this Thursday morning where it's going to be about 65 degrees in St. Louis today. So we're having a, a warm streak coming to our town. Don't know what it's like in your town, but hopefully you get some of that loving warm weather, though I'm not a fan of it this early. I like the seasons. I like winter to be winter and summer to be summer and spring and fall to be spring and fall. We don't get that anymore. It must be climate change. Our phone lines are open for you, 636-348-4460. Our good friends at stl-cars.com have a revolutionary way of getting you a car. Now, do you like to struggle? Do you like to be frustrated? Do you like to get angry? Do you like to waste your entire day off after you've worked a hard week and then on Saturday you spend it all day going from car dealership to car dealership, getting to see very few vehicles because they don't have very many on their lot, negotiating and battling and arguing and finally maybe getting a deal after about six hours of that nonsense? You go home exhausted knowing that you've just wasted your entire weekend, essentially, Do you enjoy that? If the answer is yes, then you're a liberal and go ahead and keep doing it. If the answer is no and you're smart, then you'll go to stl-cars.com. You'll be able to view over a 1,000 vehicles on the website. You can then pick whichever one you want. You can call or text Don at 314-626-3251. 314-626-3251. Tell him what you want. Tell him what you want to pay for it. Then the rest is up to him. He'll go get it for you. Now you say, well, what if I don't like anything on the website? Chances are that'll never happen. But if it does happen, then there's a safeguard built in. Call or text Don at the same number, 314-626-3251. 
Tell them you've looked at all of the cars and vehicles, trucks, SUVs on the website. You can't find the one you want, but there's some that are close. And here's exactly what you want or what I want. And then tell him what you want to pay for it. And then he'll go find it because he's connected to all of this inventory all over the country. My last vehicle, and I've purchased three of them from him through the years, came from Tennessee. My son's came from Alabama. STL-cars.com, 314-626-3251 after you check out that website. Our phone lines again are open, 636-348-4460. Did you see what Porky Pig did over in Illinois? Now, a lot of governors around the country are pledging support for Texas against the border invasion and Governor Greg Abbott. Many of those states are sending their National Guard troops down to show just how serious they are about backing him. Illinois has National Guard troops, of course. Where did they send theirs? To the Middle East. (laughs) Porky Pig sent them all to the Middle East. Maybe Porky Pig just doesn't know geography. Maybe he thinks he's sending 300 Illinois National Guard troops to Texas when he's really sending them to the Middle East. (laughs) That's pretty incredible. The state senator in Illinois couldn't believe it when he heard about it. Senator Craig Wilcox, he said the southern border issue probably has a more near-term effect on the safety of U.S. citizens, whereas the Middle East has the ability of truly changing our standing as a world power if we fail to respond to this escalating structure of attacks on U.S. forces. Look at here. Well, Senator Wilson, look at here is right. Look at here in Texas. We lost three soldiers. It's a tragedy. But we don't send our National Guard troops over so we can lose more. What are you, nuts? Are you telling us you don't think, you and Porky Pig, that we don't have enough troops over there for no reason? You want more? You want to risk more people. 170 attacks on our troops over there in that region, and you want to send more over there rather than send them to the southern border where they can actually do some good and save our country. These people are such dopes. That's your Illinois your Illinois state legislature there at work, wasting taxpayer dollars. If you're a National Guardsman in Illinois, wouldn't you resign immediately? God, I would. You're sending me where? To the Middle East? What about Texas? Good grief, man. What is wrong with these people? Am I wrong? Did this used to happen in this country? Did stuff like this used to go on? I don't remember it. I don't ever remember dealing with such rampant stupidity. But there it is. I mean, it's right in front for all to see. (laughs) I think they do it sometimes just to stick it in our face, to poke us in the eye. Because nobody's that stupid. You get Cori Bush and Rashida Tlaib who are voting to allow Hamas members to come to the United States. What other reason other than to get publicity for these two attention whores would they do something like that? 
Now, it didn't matter because the, the rest of Congress finally actually got together and isn't as stupid as they are. But they are. And voted against it. Of course, that's a no-brainer. But Cory Bush needs attention, and so does Tlaib. Both of them are outcasts, except in the only place that matters to them, and that's the district that votes them in. They don't care about anything else. The lunatic losers in those districts, St. Louis, and wherever Tlaib is from, somewhere in Michigan, those are truly demented pockets of the United States. Of course, that's not everyone in those districts. A lot of people voted against them. But imagine living in a district where the majority of people that you live with vote for people like that. That's kind of sad. I would be doing the 23 skidoo right out of there. You couldn't pay me enough to live in those districts. Kevin, how about a free house? Nope, no thanks. I'd rather overpay somewhere else. I'm not living anywhere near anyone who votes for Cory Bush. But the truth is, I laugh about it. I make jokes about it because she's such a waste. But she's also dangerous. Which means to me that the people that vote for her are just as dangerous. I don't want to be around those people. Think about that. Who would really vote for Cory Bush? What kind of person would vote for her? Well, illiterate, yes, you can start there. And perhaps that explains it all. It's just a lot of dummies that live in that district. But that's not really the answer. There's a lot of stooges that live everywhere. I mean, (laughs) how about the district, and it's a big district, that has Ann Wagner? Now, what kind of a stooge would vote for her? She is an absolute do-nothing who comes from privilege. By that, I mean financial privilege. Why vote for her? She she doesn't know what it's like to struggle. She doesn't know what it's like to not know what's going to happen if you lose your job. I don't want to vote for anybody like that. And I don't. And I made it my philosophy, and I hope a lot of people do, to never vote for another incumbent. You see, when we keep claiming and we keep whining and bitching about term limits, you need to stop even talking about term limits. It's the biggest waste of a conversation anybody could ever have. The only person who controls term limits are the people that are you want to limit their terms. They're not going to vote themselves out of a job. Are you crazy? So why do you even talk about it when term limits are actually in my hands and your hands? Vote the bastards out. One term. See, in my world... I put term limits on them myself. The problem is I don't have enough company. I need I need we the people to support that idea. But we the people would rather just bitch and complain and say, well, you know, yeah, Kevin, the person in your district is really a schmuck, but not mine. I'll just vote for mine again. And then they'll whine about term limits. We, the people, have the ability to invoke term limits on these criminals. But we don't do it. Which lends, of course, a lot of credibility to my point that we live in a virtually illiterate country. 
Only in a, in this country would you have to listen to people say, I want change and I want term limits, but I'm not voting the people in out. <laughs> what? Explain yourself, please. You have 10 seconds. I'm a dumbass. Okay. That works. You didn't even use your whole 10. But people can't somehow wrap their heads around that simple concept. We have term limits. We just don't exercise them. They've given the Constitution gave us the ability to have term limits. We just ignore them. So I don't want to hear that that topic brought up. Anybody who brings it up is small minded. You can't figure out that we already have it, but we don't exercise it. Why is that? I mean, I saw people uh, this morning on a piece I saw online. I don't watch local news at all, but it was from Channel 4 in St. Louis where they went out and interviewed people in Corey Bush's district who, oh, she's getting a raw deal. We'll vote for her again. What? You didn't even have to wait for this investigation to not vote for her again. I want one of those people to say to me, what has she done for you? I don't want them to say that to me. Excuse me. I want them to answer that question. What has she done for you? I'll answer it for you. Nothing. For those who live in Ann Wagner's district, what has she done for you? Answer, nothing. And yet you vote them in? Ann Wagner's made a career out of this job. And nobody votes her out. She does nothing for anybody, and people keep voting for her. (laughs) Again, I'll repeat it. We live in a mostly illiterate country, populated by illiterate people. It's hard to strike up a good conversation with anybody with a brain anymore. I think someone came down from Mars and tapped into everyone and removed their brains. We live in an illiterate society. How can you argue with Putin or any other dictator that their way is not better than ours? What What's so good about ours? We don't have the freedoms we claim we have. We don't have any of those freedoms anymore. We have... We, we, we scream and yell, as a country, the politicians do, about other countries not having free and fair elections, and we want to make sure they do. We don't have them. We have nothing but corrupt elections. Doesn't it strike anybody as odd? We're so arrogant in this country that we think we're better than all these other dictatorships. We're not. That's not a compliment to them, mind you. But we're not any better than they are. In fact, I think we're worse. I'll say it again. They're up front about their corruption. We pretend to be pious individuals. Ooh, our politicians would never do that. I mean, these people walk around Washington stealing from you every single day. Every day. If you don't think they do, then why is it when they go into office at $174,000 a year, they're not wealthy. But the day they come out, they're wealthy. 
and they didn't get wealthy on 174000 a year. Good salary, real good salary. Everybody would love to make it. But it doesn't make you wealthy. We're talking multi-millionaires wealthy. And they're all that when they come out, unless you're Kinzinger. <laughs> and even he's going to steal money from, from being in there because now he'll have CNN pay him a boatload. And Liz Cheney will tell us that Donald Trump will never leave the White House if he gets elected. Who takes her seriously? Of course, the liberals do, because that's what they want to hear. And they'll act as though somehow that Liz Cheney is a Republican. She's not. She really never was. Her old man was as crooked as a day is long. He's Bush's crony. I mean, we've got some real rotten seeds in the Republican group, too. Don't get me wrong. It's really kind of sickening. Good morning, Kevin. How are you today? I'm good, Kevin. How are you, sir? Doing well also. Uh, it's going to be a beautiful spring day today on February 1st. Huh? It's pretty amazing. 65 degrees. Of course, I'm, I'm guessing it's windy. I haven't been out there. Usually when the first days of warmth come, they're accompanied by a strong wind. Yep, yep. Uh, based on what you were just saying about them coming out wealthy, did you see the story? Uh, a congressman, I call him, forget his name, it's like, it's an odd name. It starts with an M. Like and I don't want to say Malky or whatever, but something like that. Did you see the story where he um, is suddenly? Uh, they, they came out that he invested money in this company that makes um, automatic water meters uh, for water lines, but he happens to be on the committee that's mandating that these be put in. <laughs> and of course, he is in the company now and it's like it's just what you said it's brazen it's out they, they just do it out in the public they just like dare people anymore hey look what i did right, what are you gonna do right. About it? You and know? he learned well i'm sure from nancy pelosi yeah you know and i saw that story and i'm like it's just brazen they just they don't care anymore and the problem is the other side here mainly us the majority don't do anything there's few of us that would try to do something but you got to have the majority uh, and it's just, I saw that story. I'm like, this guy's just right out there like, eh, whatever. I did it. So what? I invested in this company and I'm on the, I'm the head of the committee. Yeah. Go ahead. Come after me. You know, wouldn't you like to be, you know, in a position like that when you're, when you're betting on something? Absolutely. Yeah. I've often asked God, would you please give me insight into one athletic contest prior to it kicking off or tipping off? And he never has. Yeah. <laughs> and then two other stories they saw. One, it was about a group of uh, ex-military guys that are down at the border. Did you see the story where the I think Jesse Waters interviewed him? Um, this guy's got a group, and they basically are, are patrolling the areas that aren't in the big areas. It's like in the rural areas, and they're catching these people coming across. They're calling them the gotaways, and they're basically escorting them back across the border uh, is the way to put it. I uh, thought that was interesting, um, but no Nobody else is talking about this happening. And there's a trucker's convoy apparently headed towards Texas. Have you heard about that? Yes, I have. Our director of research was all over that. Okay. And um, so there's something starting to happen, but it's got to build. It's got to get more momentum before something changes what's going on with this deep state. And I think you have it right. The deep state is both sides, you know. And sometimes I call it the chicken state because you get Holly in them, you know, like you said earlier, they're all talk, no show. Almost every one of them. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's constant talk, it's constant lip service, and nothing gets done. And then when something finally does get done, people go, 
what? What did you just do? Because it's something stupid. Yeah, well, they never do anything uh, that, that helps you. I mean, what what has anybody, what has Dick Durbin ever done to help you? Mm-hmm. You live Big. in Illinois. What, what has yeah. he ever done? Yeah, nothing. Zero. And he's from the Metro East. Josh Hawley's never done anything to help me. Neither has Eric Schmidt or the, the Nitwit Blunt who was in there forever. These people make a life out of it. Mm-hmm. And they just keep saying, people, if you're going to be stupid, we're going to keep doing it. And that's the problem. And it's I'm just afraid of what's going to happen will be a flash fire instead of a slow burn. That's what That's what's scary. Yeah, well, what's scary is that nothing ever is done to change this. And again, we hold the power to invoke term limits, and we don't use it. So it's really the, the blame really is on the people of this country. We like to blame the politicians and the media, and they're all guilty. But we are the ones who can control it. We, the people, do have the power, but we just don't use it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If um, if two Republicans came out and said they didn't want somebody to come into the country, what do you think the stories would be today? Oh, yeah. Because you, know, they're, 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 you know, they want to destroy the country. They're in favor of terrorists. You know, the people that are actually in favor of terrorists are the Democrats. Remember, they're the ones who describe parents as domestic terrorists. These people love terrorists. They can't get terrorists and race off their mind ever. 24-7 is all they talk about and think about, race and terrorism. We, who, who can we label a terrorist next? That's all they talk about. Well, they want to label you a racist or a terrorist or both. Nothing yeah. else consumes them like that does. If you and, mention and, race to a liberal, oh, my God, they'll talk forever. Well, it's the thing you said about uh, what's your name with Walgreens. It's racial. It's racial. No, it's not. There's a reason they're pulling out of there. Well, there's Why an element of race involved. The black communities yeah. are robbing and murdering people all around their Walgreens location. So the, there is race involved. It's not on their part, though. Mm-hmm. Exactly. They're just trying and, to survive and not go bankrupt. And any business would pull out of a bad area. I'll give you an example. In-N-Out Burger just closed one of their stores in the San Francisco area, and it was not in a predominantly black area. It's just San Francisco, which well, is a the, the, hot, the, hot, the great, the iconic toy store that the movie Toy Story was filmed based on mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. closed its doors. We just had that story yesterday. Mm-hmm. And because of, because of the crime infested San Francisco, and yet they do nothing about, again, run by a black female mayor, uh, there's, this is all, it's the, the common thread is always the same. And then, and if but, you but, talk about it, you're a racist, but it's a fact. And the crime in San Francisco, it's not predominantly black. It's, there's, it's a bunch of white people, black people, Hispanic people. It's a combination thereof. So what does, what's her name have to say about that? Well, she, she does nothing. The no. mayor does nothing. These mayors do nothing. All yeah. the, po- well, all the politicians do nothing. All right. Good yeah. stuff, Kevin. I got to run. God bless you, brother. Have a good day. Thank you. You too. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it never ends with these people. And it's always in the inner cities. You know, I, I loved it when they called it white flight. It's just, it's people flight. People get tired of crimes and criminals, and they don't want to be around them. That's pretty basic. We used to think that was guaranteed in our country. Not anymore. The guarantee is that they'll bring more crime to you every chance they get. It's going to wrap us for today in the Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, King's Court. But don't forget our noon show, sports, on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. The Monster Energy Drink, stl-cars.com, sports King's Court. That's at noon today. Love you, Mom. Love you, Dad. Love you, Maureen. So long, everybody.